fighting for freedom every day. They're learning at a young age. They're being taught the socialists control the ones that are blaming Republicans for being Nazis or being fascists, the ones that are promoting some type of cancel culture, the ones that are promoting some type of agenda of uh, shadow banning. Realize at a young age that, hey, sure, you can have your freedom of speech, but we can block your funding. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What's up? Welcome to the program. Happy weekend to you. Another one in the books, man. We are moving right along the first weekend of August. Can you believe it? We are already into, I consider August fall. I don't care what you say. Fall is officially here, even though it's still hot as you know what outside. Thanks, Global Warming. Thanks, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And we continue to move through. we got a big ta- a big weekend lined up for you. Coming up the uh, bottom of this hour, we have Phil Kirpin, president of American Commitment. He's been a big friend for years on the program. Uh, AmericanCommitment.com, great, uh, great think tank coming out of Washington, D.C. As we talk about the inflation and not just inflation and how the Biden administration is lying to us about the economy and how well things are. While you and I struggle and we know how bad the economy is, but we actually see it first end. And while they try to cram it down our throats about how wonderful, apparently, the economy actually is. So we'll talk with Phil about that and how you can survive the economy. Coming up in hour number two, we have Steve Carr, Shared Abundance and Thrive Life. We'll talk about the, again, a little bit about the economy, but also we're going into fall season, which also means the supply chain that's already somewhat shaky post-COVID-19 may get a little bit worse even with the ongoing storms that we have. I'm in Kansas, so therefore... I don't know. We have like tornadoes and severe weather at the Gulf Coast area. We have the hurricanes that are going to be coming up here in the next month as well. Are you prepared for having supplies potentially shut off from your area? That's a big show already there, isn't it? Boom. Woken into it. Great to have you along for the weekend. I have noticed as we do our weekend review, I have decided that I think I want to become president of the United States. I've just noticed. So I think we're going to make an announcement relatively soon. I'm kidding. Uh, But serious, I think I want to become president. Why? Because, well, if I could have 40% of my job being vacation time, then that would be like one of those high roller situations, would it not? I mean, Joe Biden sitting on 39 to 40% of his time in the administration three years in, uh, going on vacation, hanging out. He went from one vacation to another vacation spot where he's sitting on the beach, just kind of lounging around, hanging out, doing his thing. Now, I get it. Every president have their time either on the golf course or they have it while they're, I don't know, chatting with friends and family. They go back to their homes on the weekend or whatever they do. I don't really care. But when you're on, quote unquote, vacation time, 40 percent of the time, it really does start to connect the dots on why the country's running as roughly as it is right now. But then at the same time. You kind of get to act like the elite, right? I mean, Don't act like you're not impressed. Uh, there is that. So I think I want to become president of the United States because then you also have additional perks. Let's be honest. We have a Biden family that you know is corrupt as all get out. And every time that we start to investigate it or some new news pops up regarding the investigation of the said corrupt family, then all you have to do is create a distraction. It's a very simple process. It's a very simple algorithm that they're using here that all you have to do is just create a distraction whenever something comes up. Oh, Hunter Biden's laptop came back in the news today. Whatever will we do about it? Oh, well, you know, there's UFO hearings this week, so let's go ahead and talk about them. Not discrediting the UFOs, but at least admitting that there's some type of other news. These aren't the droids you're looking for. 
We have Bidenomics where he's campaigning on that right now. We have the LGBTQ agenda. We have the vacation time. We have Kamala Harris, for crying out loud, that's just trying to step up. And she reminds me of kind of like the Hillary Clinton family, where Hillary Clinton has some decent poll ratings when she's not actually on the campaign trail talking to people in the public. When she is out on the campaign trail talking to people in the public, then her poll ratings and approval continue to decline. But when she's out of sight, out of mind, no one's thinking about her. People are like, oh, yeah, I kind of liked her, right? And then she speaks and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's why we don't like her. That's right. We don't want to go down that road again. Can we please get somebody else here? Kamala is like that. And for the first three years of the administration, we've seen the up and down roller coaster that Kamala has done. She's peaked up a little bit. She's looked over the horizon. She's started to say something. And then, boom, everybody just completely dislikes her. They hate what she's saying. She repeats herself. She fires her staff. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I mean, last week she was saying AI is a very simple two-letter word for artificial intelligence. I mean, (laughs) that's the level that we're at with Kamala Harris. Now, this week she's out talking about uh, community banks because they're part of the community, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit on the program, she was going after ESG. She just repeats herself repetitively. It's almost like she's got Joe Biden syndrome without actually being 80 years old and, and dementia ridden. And she's just kind of going around. Now, she's supposed to be the one to take over if Joe Biden accidentally falls down the stairs while trying to tie his shoe, which we know is going to happen relatively soon. But every time she tries, it backfires big time. And the Democrats are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place of how in the world do we overcome this Kamala Harris challenge when she was not popular in the presidential polls? She was floating around two, three, 4%. And she actually went after Joe Biden in the presidential debates. If you remember calling him a racist, but yet, well, it was a debate. It doesn't really matter. It's not really personal. I don't mean anything that I say on the debate stage. I can totally work with him and be his vice president. And now that she's there, the Democrats are kind of smacking themselves on why they've allowed this to happen and go on as long as they have. Then, of course, we have the uh, Donald Trump um, excuses and ways to try and change the dialogue in the media and the distraction that we have, again, from the Biden feeling. Again, this is why I want to become president. Now, not president when you're actually constructive and doing things because I wouldn't know what the hell I'm doing. But if I could be president just to be on vacation 40% of the time and then have my staff do everything for me, it would be awesome. And then I could get away with anything that I wanted to, and I could just blame somebody else and just cause the distraction. I don't know if you've noticed the trend, and people are starting to catch on here. But every time there's been new information regarding the Biden family's corruption or Hunter Biden specifically, within days, I mean, within like a day or two days maximum, We see new indictments come out on Donald Trump. It's like they have them all prepared, ready, and they just breadcrumb drop them whenever they want to to try and change the narrative. So the media can't cover the Joe Biden story. There's a post on uh, Instagram from the uh, channel of Team Trump, and there's about four different scenarios where this happened. The first one started back in April of this year, where the House representatives heard testimony on Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. That was number one. Boom. Next day, activist prosecutor Alvin Bragg indicts Donald Trump in New York. Big news. That's all over the media. Jump to June of 2023. FBI releases documents alleging that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden had received $10 million in bribes from Burisma. And you remember that big news. It was in there for a day. Boom. Next story. Very next day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Activist prosecutor Jack Smith indicts Donald Trump in Florida. 
and he has to go down in Florida, and then they make a big deal about him being in court and having to plead not guilty, and then that court case is going to go on for the next year. July, just a few weeks ago, Hunter Biden rejects all the plea deals after the DOJ blanketed the immunity offer uh, that was revealed. If you remember, just, hey, wait a second, this is not a good deal, and you're getting a sweetheart deal that no one should ever get in your entire life. This ain't happening. Hunter Biden pleads no content or not, not guilty. It's all in the news for a day. Two days later, boom, Jack Smith adds more in charges onto Trump in the state of Florida. That's where all the media goes, MSNBC, CNN, uh, CBS, whatever. They all cover it. Just days ago, House of Representatives, here's the testimony regarding Joe Biden lying to business, uh, lying about his business calls with Hunter, that I was never part of them. I was never a p- part of Hunter Biden's business dealings. That's in the news. They drop it a little bit in the media. Boom. Very next day. Now we have the indictments in Washington, D.C. for the January 6th stuff. It's funny how the sequence of all this happens. Now, you it makes you start wondering, do they actually have anything on Donald Trump? And are they holding on to it for the right moment? I refer back to the UFO story. Of, I mean, the UFO story, I think, is legitimate. We need to be paying attention to it. And it's really, really wild that we're not paying attention to it. At the same time, they've been waiting for the prime opportunity to release it. Boom. That way, all the conversations on that and not on the Biden family. Which leads me to something that we have not done in a very long time. And for the very first time on this national program that I'm really excited about. Andy's latest product. Now, for those that don't know, we like to create fun little gag satire infomercials here on this program. And with all the news that's going on in the world, and especially over the last couple of weeks, it makes sense that I understand how Joe Biden and the Biden family is actually getting away with this. And the way they're actually getting away with the distractions and blaming Donald Trump is because they have purchased the said latest Voice of Reason products. And you need one, too. Hi, it's your Voice of Reason product spokesperson, and if you're like so many others across the nation, you probably lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead in life. It's the normal thing to do, right? The only problem is, if you get caught, they say that you've broken the law. Who knew? If only you had a way to keep the world occupied and distracted so you can keep living your best life that you took from somebody else. Well, now you can. Introducing the Voice of Reason's latest line in personal care needs, your very own Trump Dump Bailout Button. Now, get away with anything that you want by hitting your Trump Dump Bailout Button anytime that you get caught red-handed. I've been a victim of society my whole life. The rich white oppressors of America have kept me from getting a job, going to school, or even being the gender of my choice. And since no million-dollar opportunities were just handed to me like every business owner out there, I felt that it was my right to go and take what I thought would be mine. I mean, they wouldn't miss a little bit of cash in their cash registers, would they? It's not like they worked for it. After I got caught, they said that I was going to jail. But I just hit my Trump dump bailout button. And just like that, I claimed that it was racist Donald Trump's fault that I couldn't afford to live, and they let me go. No questions asked. Thanks, Trump dump bailout button. Your Trump dump bailout button works for any situation, from robberies and fraud to even murder and treason. America is just a place for oppression and tyranny. I mean, just yesterday, I got stopped for speeding on the highway. The officer tried to give me a ticket for breaking the law, but I just pushed my Trump dump bailout button and told him it was all Trump's fault for causing climate change. And I needed to hurry and get off the road to lower my carbon footprint. And guess what? He never gave me the ticket. 
Some users even say that it works in court. I got my Trump dump bailout button late. I had already been arrested for using drugs and shooting a gun, but my lawyer gave me my button while in court. As soon as I hit my Trump dump bailout button, and I just told the judge that I was actually Hunter Biden and that I was forced to take drugs because I was so traumatized by Donald Trump trying to take my vote away in 2020. Now I can go sell my kilo without worry of oppression. Plus, order your Trump dump bailout button now and receive a Trump trauma victim card absolutely free. My mom said I needed to get a job and move out of the house. But she's just one of those fascist Nazis that work for the evil corporations. So before she kicked me out of the basement and cut off my allowance and video game time, I showed her my Trump trauma victim card and told her that Trump had corrupted my youth and ended any opportunity at life by tweeting horrible things and letting people make personal health choices during the pandemic. Ah. I almost died. But now I can focus my time on my Antifa meetings and starting a GoFundMe to fund my life. Don't let those pesky laws and rules of society get in your way. That's the peasant's way. With your Trump dump bailout button and your Trump trauma victim card, now you too can live your life like a Washington politician or a complete failure. And you can feel good that your life decisions are completely out of your control. There it is, the latest Voice of Reason product in the self-care movement with the Trump dump bailout button. That audio will be online and available at HoosierReason.com. And we are working on ways for you to access and have one of your very own Trump dump bailout buttons. I now know how Joe Biden is getting away with what he's getting away with. Lots more coming up here on The Voice Reason for the weekend. It's your weekend edition. Lots to get to today. Stay right here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Making it happen here on a weekend edition of the Voice of Reason. Always great to have you again. You can find all our information on the website at HoosierReason.com. H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Also on our social media with the handle at Hoosier Reason. You can also subscribe, download the podcast at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites, which I have to thank you because, man, since we've started this over the last month, we have blown up when it comes to podcast downloads. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you very much. We love you to death. And thank you, Jack. Come on here for just a moment because I, I've i been working really hard and I have not done one of these new infomercials in a good while on the program. It's been probably six, eight months since I've made a new one. And this was the appropriate time. And now that we've officially launched our very first infomercial product line here on our national program, I, I got to get your initial thoughts on on the uh, Donald, the, the Trump dump bailout button. What'd you think of that one? Pretty awesome. I think it's going to be a big hit. Going to be a big hit. All right. I think I need to make these as an actual gift for people to purchase. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. You'll make, All you'll right. make pretty much a thousand or so. <laughs> there we go well it makes sense it makes sense now on how joe biden is actually get away with everything you, that he does all they get, do you will not get the trump 600 million after the uh indictment mm, that is very true that is very true <laughs> so we'll at least get a thousand that yes. i'll work on that one that's all right but it makes sense how 
Every time, man, you can get away with anything that you want. All you got to do is hit that Trump dump bailout button and you can get away with anything. It's great American dream. No longer is it through hard work and the streets paved with gold, the opportunity for everybody. No, no. It's now the Trump dump bailout button. Blame Donald Trump and live your fullest life as you want to as a corrupt politician. I like that idea. Yeah. I have to work on some more of those. We'll have more. Again, we have a laundry list of those. We've made a bunch of them throughout the years. If you go to the website at whosyourreason.com, under the special features tab, you can find the list of all of them. This one will be uploaded after the program today. I've been uh, working on that. And we have a few more in the works. So next weekend, we may have another one for you as we start getting a little more frequent on making some of these things. Real quickly, uh, speaking of the Trump indictments that are going on, it sounds like, according to Breitbart News, that this may be crumbling faster than what the Democrats would like. Now, again, it's a distraction tactic to try and keep them away from the investigation of Hunter Biden and the Biden family as a whole. But at the same time, they would really, really, really like Donald Trump to be off the campaign trail. And if they're going to find a way to get him off the campaign trail, the only way that they can do that is to actually criminally charge him. And apparently, which I don't know that I necessarily trust these polls, but this is what they're telling us, at least this week, is even though the more indictments he has on his list, the more popular he becomes as a presidential candidate. In fact, he joked about that, saying that he's one more indictment away from ensuring the nomination. I mean, it's the way he's going. It seems like it. They've also said that so far, any candidate that's had this much support going into a primary has never, ever lost a primary before. So the ones that are against Donald Trump actively fighting against him, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. Because I guess he could fall. Because directly after they said that, well, no one that's ever had this much support at this time in the game has never been able to not get the nomination, then they turn around and say if he's criminally charged, then 50% of those that are supporting him will be dropping away and not supporting him any longer. Because he technically still can run for president even after he's charged and if he gets found guilty. So he can still run, probably not going to be in jail because of Secret Service protection, but they want to make sure to hammer him as much as possible to make sure that he's not going to be a presidential candidate. So I posed the question throughout the last couple shows throughout this week is even if he is charged, does that sway your support for Donald Trump? Or if you don't like Donald Trump, does this make sure that you uh, who have seen the, the corruption within the department of justice, are you going to actually start supporting him in some way, shape or form at the same time, Jack Smith could be in trouble because apparently all the indictments that he said, including the January 6th one, he forgot to omit the whole part of Trump's speech where he said that we want to peacefully protest at the Capitol. And he forgot that little word peaceful, which means Jack Smith himself could be indicted for omitting part of the statement and going down this road of shenanigans. That would be funny if the this tables are turned, eh? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. meets radio this is the voice of reason with andy hoosier yes indeed it is welcome back into the program thanks for hanging out on another wonderful weekend moving through august and now oh yeah yeah we're officially in august we are moving into the second half of 2023 it's going by way too fast i think that the earth is spinning faster i'm gonna stick with that theory i don't care what anybody else says i say that we are just moving faster through space and time and therefore we're going to um, maybe spin away into the universe. Who knows? Or spin away from our... You know, actually, I, I don't know. Uh, let's get into what's trending. What do you say? 
What's trending today? So, as you know, we talk a lot about economics because I'm a dork on this program. We talk about inflation, government spending, the federal budget, and a heck of a lot more. And while the Bidenomics uh, seems to be the key talking point from the Biden administration right now, the question is, is it really working? They're trying to tell us that jobs are up and we continue to see job increases, although we saw less than expected for this past month. Probably because everybody that's already has three jobs trying to pay for whatever's out there for their normal lifestyle has run out of time to try and get a fourth and fifth job. But we can still try, can we not? We can do our darndest to try and bring in more money and find new income resources and just work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because that's what the Biden administration really wants while telling us, hey, isn't the economy doing grand? Aren't you doing great? But the question is... What about those that aren't able to do that? What about those that are maybe on set incomes, maybe the elderly or those on disability or those on Social Security in some way, shape or form? How are they faring through some of the shenanigans of the Bidenomics world that we live in right now? Happy to have on the program. We love having him as a guest. And now for the first time on our weekend syndicated program, it's with American Commitment, which you can find online at AmericanCommitment.com. Mr. Phil Kirpin. Phil, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good, Andy. I didn't even, you know, when I got this request, I said, that can't be right. Andy's not on the weekend. So <laughs> I'm excited about the first weekend appearance. I didn't even know about the weekend show. Yeah, well, it's it's good to have you on here. We are blowing up like a weed and uh, more affiliates coming on all the time. So uh, it's excited to have you on and chat about this as well. And what a time we live in. I've never seen a time, Phil, where we've had... So many people struggling. Gas prices are at an average of $4 a gallon right now. We have food that's up near 30% compared to the past three years with inflation. We have mortgage rates that are continuously climbing and people applying for mortgages going down across the nation. All at the same time, while the Biden administration saying, oh, yeah, look at this. The economy is the best it's ever been. And we've had the greatest recovery post-COVID-19 that we could have ever had right now. This is insane. Did we lose him? Oh, he must have lost it. It sounds like we lost him. All right, we'll try and get him back on the line here momentarily. I know he was uh, en route somewhere, so he was on a cell phone and could potentially drop. So uh, we'll try and get him back on momentarily. But while you and I can continuously work and we can find new ways to try and bring in revenue and do what we can, maybe cut lifestyles a little bit, which we probably should do anyways because credit card debt's at an all-time high, while we try to maintain a certain lifestyle and we don't cut our spending and then we see things going up. Because what they say, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 a year more just to pay for the same stuff that we usually try to pay for uh, normally is where we're at under the Biden economy right now. Uh, so those that aren't able to do that is a challenge. I think Phil's back with us here. Phil, you're with me? I hope so. I don't know. I'm going through Rock Creek Park, and I think they're dead zone. Uh, that's all right. We got you now. Uh, it's wild how they continue to lie to us, telling us it's great while we continue to struggle right here. Well, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's a very bold political strategy to you know try to turn Bidenomics from a slur into a slogan, and to talk about how wonderful the economy is when everyone is experiencing it. Uh, in the opposite way, everyone's experiencing an awful lot of pain. Of course, the main thing they like to talk about is inflation, three percent, and you know that might be true, but all the price increases that happened didn't go away. So everything cost twenty percent more than it did two years ago, uh, and of course wages are not up nearly that much, incomes are not up nearly that much. So everyone continues to be squeezed, continues to suffer, and I actually think the administration is making a big political blunder trying to tout the economic performance as sort of the, uh, you know, the great accomplishment of the president, because people who are feeling economic pain will then say, well, 
you know, if he's taking credit for it, he should get blamed for it. And I'm not happy about it. Yeah, well, it really does uh, show and really describe the divide that we see in the nation between the elites in the nation that think everything's hunky-dory and those that actually have to live in the real world. And it's showing that they are not in tune in any way, shape, or form with the constituents that they supposedly represent. So I guess they're only shooting themselves in the foot, but especially the older generation, maybe those on disability, Social Security, uh, maybe retired right now. Obviously, those are predominantly Republican voters already, but how are they faring? Because they haven't seen a 20% increase in their salaries and their Social Security pension to try and compensate for the increase in goods. Yeah, I mean, they got they got pretty significant cost of living adjustments compared to what we've had in recent years, but not nearly enough to keep up with the prices, uh, price increases that we've seen of necessities. And so there's no question that seniors are getting squeezed. And the answer of the Biden administration has just been to sort of pander and say, well, we're just going to pick out one thing and one thing only, prescription drugs, and we're going to have government intercede with price controls, and, you know, you'll be better off because government price controls are going to make your drugs cheaper. And first of all, it, it, it hasn't even worked. Nobody actually sees lower prices for drugs after they were promised that that's what would happen with last year's Inflation Reduction Act. And, you know, from the polling that we've done and that we've seen others do, most seniors don't believe that prices will go down. They do think that government price controls will lead to fewer new drugs being available. And so I think the, uh, the the one sort of, they think, policy success to kind of win over seniors, I think is going to backfire badly on them if Republicans and conservatives are smart enough to sort of lean into winning messages on that. Yeah, it is concerning. We're talking with Phil Kirpin, president of American Commitment. You can find online AmericanCommitment.org and check out their website. Uh, real quickly, let's talk about the credit rating, because this week as well, we've seen the credit rating go down for the United States from a AAA score to a AA-plus score. And Janet Yellen about lost her mind, man. She was all kinds of angry of how, I can't believe this is happening. We've seen so many jobs. We're still seeing the expansion of the GDP. How dare they lower our credit? And oh, by the way, it's Donald Trump and Republicans' fault for uh, slowing down the process of expanding the debt that we have in this nation and raising the debt ceiling. Yeah, you know, I read the Fitch statement, and it has a paragraph at the top about, you know, how bad brinksmanship about debt ceiling was and that kind of thing. And, of course, that's what the Democrats and the media are keying in on. But then it has, you know, three or four or five paragraphs about the fiscal outlook and uh, the national debt and the deficits increasing and, you know, all of the fiscal problems that I'm sure you and your your listeners are familiar with. And the truth is, you know, the, the U.S. federal government maybe is not a totally safe bet. Maybe it should have been downgraded a little bit. That said, it's probably still about the safest place in the world to keep your money. I, I don't think a debt default is likely anytime soon. So the question is, you know, why'd they do this now? You know, what was different? Uh, we've had you know, debt and deficits growing for quite a long time. So I'm not really sure what was going on with Fitch with putting that statement out, but the idea that uh, somehow Republicans are to blame, I find a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's our fault. I mean, apparently by just not willy-nilly raising the debt ceiling and just spending more money apparently means that uh, our credit score is going to go down. That's wild to me because i got to be honest, Phil, like you said, I think our credit should be worse than what it is right now. We cannot just increase our debt ceiling to continue to pay on debt by using more debt. That doesn't make any sense to me. And for anybody else in the private sector, if you have to take it out another credit card in order to pay the bills that you have, your credit's going to go down based on your credit utilization, and you're not going to be able to qualify for so much more a whole lot longer. Yeah, I mean, look, the uh, you know, I, I've said throughout this fight and previous rounds that the problem is not the ceiling. The problem is the debt, right? 
And so when your solution, quote-unquote solution, is both parties agree to suspend the debt ceiling, and your Treasury has, I think, issued a trillion dollars of debt, more, maybe $1.2 trillion since that deal was reached, uh, when your solution is to just add more debt with no end in sight and not change any of the drivers of that debt in terms of federal spending, then you really haven't solved anything. If anything, you brought us a little bit closer to a risk of that Greece-style default where we actually can't afford to pay our bills. And I don't think that's on the immediate horizon. But if you don't change anything, sometime in the next couple of decades, that certainly could happen. And so, you know, I think that this is a fight worth having. And I, I wish that we had had a, you know, more significant resolution in terms of spending cuts than what Republicans were able to accomplish. And that may not be possible with a Democrat uh, president and a Democrat Senate. But, you know, how many times have Republicans told us when they win it all, they're going to cut spending? And that never seems to happen either. Yeah, that is very true. Phil, we got just a couple of minutes here before we have to let you go, and I appreciate your time for the weekend here. But let's talk about gas prices for a second. We've seen a 30-cent jump over the last 30 days, uh, going up to about, what, 380, 385 for a national average, and it continues to climb going into Labor Day weekend and just about a month from now. Uh, any sight on what we could see in the near future? Is gas prices going to continue to climb, or are we going to see it level off here and start going back down? I think we'll probably see a summer peak, and it'll lead somewhat. Um, you know, it, it depends, though. I mean, look, the big question mark for everything is, are we headed till, till, are we headed towards a recession in the global economy? And in particular, is China headed to recession? And, of course, if that happens, you're going to have a big destruction of demand, and prices are going to come down a lot. If that doesn't happen, then it's really going to be determined by fundamentals. And, uh, you know, we still are very restricted in terms of U.S. production because of all the crazy regulations of the Biden administration. And so, um, you know, it could stay elevated. I, I, th- I don't think it's going back to $5 because of that had a lot to do with the geopolitical shock of the Ukraine invasion. But I could see it sort of hanging out around 4 for a while uh, if the world economy stays strong. And, of course, you know, all things considered, it's better to have a strong world economy than to be in recession, but certainly it can hurt in terms of that price at the pump. And I just really hope that one of the central portions of this campaign coming up is that Republicans make the case for expanded domestic production and, you know, point out that we were energy independent under Trump. We had gas down to two bucks in most places, and we were really we were going full blast everywhere. The rig count should be much, much higher than it is right now based on where the price is. The only reason we don't have much more U.S. production right now is bad policies from this administration. And so, I, I, you know, no, who knows? You never know. Maybe Saudi Arabia will actually get scared of electric cars and decide to cut the barrel price to the floor, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see on that one. It's Phil Kerpin, American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. Phil, I appreciate you coming on the program, my friend. We'll get you back on here again real soon. We always love chatting with you. Got to take a break here. we got one more segment to wrap up hour number one for your weekend edition here of The Voice Reason. Lots more to get to. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up hour number one. Oh, it flies by way too fast. Thanks again to Phil Kerp and American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. Always a pleasure to have him along for the ride. Great information, as always, as they are in D.C. is another great think tank trying to fight for the right values, conservative values, limited government, and government spending. We are... 
Right now, Congress is at home talking, doing their town hall tours. At least most of them are. Most of the congressmen that I know here across the state of Kansas, where I'm hailing from, they are uh, doing their town hall tours right now, talking to all the different communities and getting ready to go back up next month to reconvene again. And uh, we are getting down to the wire for our federal budget, which means we are getting close to actually potentially, hopefully, theoretically going to be passing an actual federal budget by the end of September for the kickoff of the new fiscal year that starts in October, which means maybe, just maybe, again, we could have our 12 appropriations bills. We can have our discretionary funding in place. We could have our mandatory spending in place. We could have an actual budget as opposed to the um, omnibus package, pass it to see what's in it mindset that the Democrats have done since the Barack Obama era. And Nancy Pelosi is just like, Meh, we'll pass it, see what's in it. We don't really know what's in it. We're going to throw everything we can in it. And if you don't like it, then everybody's going to die in the streets because of you. We're all going to die because of you. So uh, that's really the mind that, you know, hairs on fire mindset that we've gone through for the last few years. But really interesting, especially with the gas prices, because while, again, they try to say the economy is doing well, I don't know if you've noticed, but gas prices have been on the way up. This is even more expensive than the last time it hit $4 as a national average, at least here in Kansas. I'm near the Wichita, Kansas area, and I don't remember it getting to about 360 which is where it's at here now. I don't remember it getting that expensive. It got about 340 350 and we were like, oh, this ain't going to fly. And hearing the Biden administration again is their week in review as they recapped what happened this week. Apparently, according to Karine Jean-Pierre, she told us that the reason, and by the way, the media, I I wish I had the audio clip because I ran it earlier this week during the weekday program, and I can't find it now. But uh, they made the argument that the reason that gas prices are so high right now is not because of the fact that we depleted the oil reserves, not because of the regulations that we put on the industry, not because we don't like oil and natural gas, not because the oil companies are super evil and they're just taxing the hell out of us. They used all those examples and excuses already, so they can't do that anymore. What they're saying now is the fact that it's so hot that the workers don't want to go out and drill and work at the refineries, that they're being lazy and that they didn't want to work because it was too hot outside. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the argument that they've made this uh, this week is that, no, no, that's why the high gas prices are here. Not because we depleted the oil reserve so we can't supplement while OPEC's not producing as much oil. Not because, well, there's storms coming in and we had to shut down some of the refineries and the oil rigs. Not because of the Biden policies where we just don't want you to drill because it's really bad for the environment. They say that on the back end after you try to push them a little bit. But no, they said this week that it was you, the private sector, the free market capitalist, the one working for the oil companies all over the country that didn't want to go outside and work in the hot weather. And because of that, that slowed down production. And therefore, you are the reason that the prices are really high. I just want to throw the red flag on that play for a second and call out the narcissism and the gaslighting that we see in this nation to the nth degree when a Biden regime can screw up an economy and then blame you for it. They're blaming us for the climate change in the first place because, well, it's MAGA Republicans. Remember Hillary Clinton just a week ago. And now they're saying the gas prices are your fault. You just don't want to produce as much as you usually can. So, therefore, it's up to you to produce it. And we're not going to let you because of the red tape. But you need to produce it. And when it goes up, it's because it's all your fault. I've never seen this before. Uh, Phil's absolutely right. When the Republicans get ready for hard-hitting campaign season next year, the argument needs to be, hey, 
they say the economy is doing well, step out of the way and just look at her. Look at there. Look how bad this economy is. You can't afford groceries. You can't afford gas. This is ridiculous. So the offsuit to the Democrats would be, well, if you can't afford the gas, if you can't afford $4 a gallon for the gas, then what you really need to do is to just go buy a $100,000 electric vehicle. And if you just buy that $100,000 electric vehicle, then all of a sudden you don't have to worry about the gas. Now you may not have air conditioning because you're going to be straining the electric grid, but who needs electricity? Who needs the air conditioner? Who needs the heater during the winter time? You don't need that. Oh, by the way, California told their people with EVs to stop charging their vehicles on certain days because they couldn't sustain the electric grid during the extreme heat season. Why? Because it's summertime. And guess what's going to happen? I'm just going to make a prediction here. In about six months, we're going to go through the same thing, but with heaters, because it's wintertime. Yes. I know. What a concept. we got lots more to get to in hour number two. It's the weekend edition of The Voice of Reason. Stay right here.